Hey, everybody. Thank you for coming back to the number one heart to heart podcast on the internet. It was murder. <laughs> I am the diehard romantic Eric Blood. Mm, I'm Elenito, the devoted lover. And I am the expectant version, Joe Garber. Mm. <laughs> A title change. Because <laughs> I'm not so dubious anymore. True. I love an expectant virgin. <laughs> There's religions built around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody have a good week. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Birthday week. Mm-hmm. Joe turned 33. Turned 33. Happy birthday, Joe. Thank you. Had a great party, just socially distanced party in the park planned by Eric. Felt very loved. Uh-huh. It was very chill. Yeah. Then we did barbecue in the courtyard. It was awesome. Or like barbecue yeah, we had like hot a f- dogs. A feast of uh, of things in the courtyard, and, and then we watched the last unicorn. Last unicorn, <laughs> and I couldn't keep my eyes open. No, it was I was so, so I was because we started drinking at like four p.m. We did we did froses at the for the park, and I was so tired by the end of the night. But and yes, if you if you are wanting, this is a cocktail that I would like to recommend for everyone to try, mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. especially if it's warm where you are. One bottle of cold rose. One small bag of frozen peaches, half a bag of frozen strawberries, and a handful of frozen mango. Blend that shit up in uh, Vitamix if you have one, and enjoy. Yeah, mm, I feel like hot tip. Max, happy, and- is it the Happy Birthday, Joe? What is that <laughs> drink called? Well, it's a Frosé technically. A, you can call it the Jose again. It's a Jose. It's a Fro Frojo. <laughs> <laughs> Frojo. Uh, I feel like Max and Jennifer would love that drink. Maybe not Jonathan for some reason. I don't think he would be as into it. He would think it was girly. Yeah. He would think it was faggy. And then, uh, yeah, and then (laughs) Jennifer would make him drink it. Yeah. (laughs) And he would do it happily. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week, we are moving forward in the catalog of Heart to Heart, season one. This is episode four of the podcast where we are talking about Jonathan Hart Jr. Yeah. Which we watched this morning. Yeah. it was great. It, it was really overcast and, and well, it was really cloudy today in LA. Thank God, yeah. because it's been a record heat wave. <laughs> it was 112 degrees. Yeah, 112 degrees on Saturday. Like record breaking. Oh, no, Sunday. Heat. Sunday was 112 degrees. Mm-hmm. Then yesterday it cooled down to 88. Yeah. <laughs> which felt, felt like really cool. felt arctic. Yeah. And today it was it was it didn't get above 80, I don't think, and mm-hmm. it's been cloudy and it felt like a perfect day to sit on the couch mm. with a slight wine hangover and watch heart to heart yeah and it didn't disappoint it was wonderful uh Excellent. so let's let's get into our synopsis i'm starting this week this week d wallace is ignoring her child who's swinging <laughs> in a park when the child's estranged father comes up and says hey you're gonna use our son to blackmail the hearts uh, because i need two hundred thousand dollars and d wallace only had two hundred dollars because she's a nurse. Uh, they drop the kid off at uh, the Hart's residence. He immediately falls in love with the family, and they immediately fall in love with him for no reason. The kid then sees Jonathan Hart naked and turns gay. Uh, then they, the kid is kidnapped from the zoo, where they spend most of the episode in the Los Angeles Zoo. Uh, mom blames the Hart's. Hart's knows it's a setup. They give them a little bit of money to fool the dad that kidnapped the kid. Jonathan gets the kid back. Uh, They then fucking argue pointlessly with the mother. Uh, 
and then at the end, give the kid back to the mom. Wow. Wow. Just another wire. Nice. So much I had forgotten. <laughs> okay. I'm up, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> A woman is hanging out at a park with her child and some evil legs walk up to her and we don't know why. (laughs) But then the hearts are awoken in the middle of the night because there's a child at their front gate and they like aren't as shocked by that as just wanted to go back to sleep. Um, Jennifer has shoulder pads on her robe and they find out it's a child claiming to be Jonathan's son. Well, they just they instead of contacting any sort of law enforcement, they just take him to uh, a merry-go-round or whatever those things are called with horses. He's riding it, but then he disappears. And Jennifer Hart, I think, does her own stunt and jumps onto the merry-go-round. They find out that he's been disappeared. His dad took him back. Uh, He then tries to ransom this child because he spent so much time being attached to the Hearts. And Jennifer Hart works. Oh wait, no, sorry. This is it's backwards. He tries to ransom the child. They find the child. He takes the wife, the mom. Jennifer Hart works super hard to get this kid out of her house, uh, and they beat up the dad in the end of the zoo. (laughs) (laughs) So confusing. (laughs) I I lost the plot. Wow. I was going to try and jump on uh, your descriptions to help my own, but I feel like I'm just out here all by myself. <laughs> I think that's the goal. I feel that's like the, so third person, right. the third person has to get past like the middle of the episode to where things mm. get weird, and then you have to cover that ground. So good luck. I thought going last would be to my advantage, uh-huh. but I feel like this week there is no advantage <laughs> Jonathan Hart Jr. Uh-huh. All right. Here goes done. nothing. So, uh, what's her face? The mom from Cujo is a young nurse and her kids there. And then there's some guy that you think like, why would she uh, have sex with that guy? And he's like, I'm a two time loser and I'm going to take our kid. You have to help me get some money. I need $200,000, Jonathan Hart, blah, blah, you know him. And so then in the middle of the night, they cut to the hearts in bed and there's like this tiny little voice that comes on the intercom and they're like, Max, will you go take care of it? And it's kind of terrifying because you think like, what is it? Is it a, is it a crazy person? Is it actually a kid? What's happening? And then Jennifer comes down and she produces a mixing bowl full of chocolate chip cookies. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> this is you're my dad and it's really gross and jennifer's like trying to pretend that she's cool with that which she's totally not but more of that later anyway so then they go (laughs) and they the kids like oh i want to look at the bears scream 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 jennifer's like oh dromedary camels i didn't know about that and then they look at sloth bears and then um the kid gets ransom i don't remember um, so anyways, the, the evil dad is trying to blackmail uh, the hearts and the, they think it's the mom and Jennifer like goes off on the mom and then the kid gets grabbed by Vince, the malevolent Vince. Vince hangs out at their front gate, which he does multiple times in the episode. And then, oh, I'm gone. You're out. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> I'm not good at this, you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm do, you looking... think I'm, do you think I'm getting bogged down in the details? A little. Well, we <laughs> all are. You can't, you can't not. It's all about the details. So uh, I want to say first off, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had very low expectations because of the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought it was such a fun episode. And I love seeing the, not the LA Zoo, but the entrance to the LA Zoo. Um, I always love seeing that because it reminds me of Three's Company. Um, but yeah, I thought it was such a fun episode. Mm-hmm. I, had oh. a great, I had a great time. It's a wow. carousel. It's called a carousel. It is Damn cl- it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I believe carousels also go by uh, merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. I do think you're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
good. They yeah, they went to that zoo like three times in the episode. I don't even know where it is. I don't think I've ever been there. Me neither. So okay, so let's this, jump into this. This child. Do you guys know what Elf Quest is? Have you heard of this? <laughs> ElfQuest, the graphic novel. The co- graphic novel, yeah. That yeah. kid looked like an ElfQuest drawing. Like he yes. was like very, and I don't know what it is about the 70s because it's not just like a styling. His facial structure. Right. His face, that's actually his human face. Yeah. It's like yeah. not a drawing. <laughs> but ElfQuest came out in 1977 and I feel like that was like, there was this like woodland creature aesthetic to people then. And I don't know what was in the DNA in the 70s that created that. But woodland creatures. That kid had it. Um, I feel like the kid this time because of course I've seen the episode a handful of times over my life. And uh, I feel like the kid was giving me these sort of creepy Zac Efron vibes. Not that Zac Efron is inherently creepy, but there was just something about the kid's face, which is not the same thing as me saying that I think Zac Efron looks like an elf from Elf Quest. But I think I've thought that about Zac Efron, that he looks oh, like an there Elf we go. Quest yeah. creature. I actually too. Na- I'm now thinking like he, that kid does look like kid Zac Efron. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say uh, some. Uh, I'm gonna make a problematic assumption and say that kid is gay as fuck. That that kid grew up <laughs> to be gay. Uh, if if it got to grow up, yeah, it's gay now. If it got to, um, it and not just because of some very <laughs> amusing to me details in the in the show in the episode. <laughs> the kid just there was a there was a particular. I don't want to say charisma because you can't say that about a ten year old <laughs> child. Uh, there, there was a a particular swagger in his acting style that I was like, "You are a homosexual. You are a gay yeah. theater kid." Like, but interesting. I, I think uh, we as gay men tend to project our gayness, and I, I thought the Absolutely. same exact thing. But Ellen, did you think that at all? <laughs> um, to be honest, every time I've ever seen this episode, even when I saw it when I was like in the uh, ballpark of being a 10 year old child. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't focus on children. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there was this, <laughs> there was one major moment for me when Jonathan Hart is shaving and the kid is outside. His, oh, worst scene ever. It's yeah, really awkward. It's really. Oh, it's it, just, it, just excruciating it's to su- me. It's supposed to be this really charming scene where the kid is supposed right. to be endearing himself to Jonathan, mm-hmm. but Jonathan's shaving and the kid's doing the hand motions outside his room and Jonathan's looking at him in the mirror. But then Jonathan walks up to him just in a, only in a towel. And mm-hmm. it's like the camera angle is like from down below and it's just Jonathan's <laughs> bare chest. Yeah. And the kid looks up at him <laughs> and then looks down at his body. The kid, checks him out yeah, dude. It's like really, yeah. so, really? no you gotta yes. watch it again because he checks him out and his smile widens yeah it's it's, it's, it's it seemed almost intentional it did and it was like probably because mm. the kid was supposed to be like oh like maybe there's like chest hair or he's supposed to be looking I've, up to him I've, it, well i mean it could have been like i've i've never seen a man before <laughs> like i've never seen a man before mm-hmm. like i <laughs> as far as we know that kid has been locked in like he when he leaves his mom's apartment he's on a swing and yeah. that's it. I find that scene so excruciating and unbearable. Um, 
but I am willing to go back and watch just for that moment. <laughs> I'm actually, I, I, I will do I'm, that after we're gonna, done here. I'm going to videotape it and put it on our Instagram Yeah, <laughs> because it's, it made me laugh. <laughs> like it was really funny. It was really, really funny. And there's a callback to it mm-hmm. later when they, t- they caress each other's faces oh, when he leaves. What the fuck was that? When they, when it's like goodbye. Yeah, that, that's weird. That's Another really face weird. touchy thing. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a callback to like the charming, funny little shaving moment, but it wasn't charming yeah, or funny. Ew. It was, awkward and creepy yeah it was super creepy yeah super super creepy Mm -hmm. so episode opens on d wallace who i love Mm -hmm. uh gosh she's just so gorgeous and lovely her face and her voice put Mm -hmm. me at ease just immediately Mm because she's got that soft that soft Mm -hmm. shelly duvalian voice (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she's gorgeous Mm -hmm. uh and just she looks she looks like she's made of light Love her. Loved her in Cujo. Loved her in E.T. Love her in Critters. Love her in Critters. Uh, <laughs> she's great. She's amazing. Uh, I don't so like E.T. She shows up, though. She's, she's the mom in E.T. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. cool. I didn't realize that. I don't like E.T. Really? Why? <laughs> Why? Stop saying that. <laughs> yes. Stop it. <laughs> Look, somebody's got to represent the people that do not like E.T. I'm here for that. I know that's not really, that's not what this podcast is about, but today I'm making it partly about that. You guys, I don't like E.T. and there's other people like me. Hmm. I believe you. It's funny because just before this episode started, I was thinking about how much I love podcasting with you guys and how much it feels like that scene in E.T. when they're all eating pizza at the beginning (laughs) and how like much I love that scene. I don't remember it because I haven't seen E.T., thank Christ, since I saw it in the theater. And when my dad and I left, he asked me if I liked it. And I said, it was dumb. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you hold to that opinion. <laughs> and this is just one of the many stories of Ellen's joyless childhood that we will hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Daria moment. Yeah, like a, yeah thanks, like Daria. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sentimental like that. And it's just, I just said that I don't like looking at children and that I haven't since at least 1979. Um, that movie's just jam-packed with children. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Do you, um, how do you feel about Close Encounters or I'm trying to think of other Steven, Stranger things. Steven Spielberg child oh. movies. Close Encounters, the children in Close Encounters. I mean, one of the scenes just scarred me for life, like the terrifying, all the toys start spinning around and like the baby like walks out and the thing. But I did really enjoy Close Encounters, which I also saw in the theater with my dad. And Poltergeist, I'm assuming. And Poltergeist. But I'll say that um, I've never been a fan of Steven Spielberg's sentimentality. I think that he... uh, Like it just... There's always that moment and then it's just lost for me. Like the... Like I think of Munich in particular, and there's a scene in there that's just a killer for me. What, and the, the radio scene. Yep. Yeah. It's the. It's just. Oh my god! That, I that feel like I'm still. <laughs> I'm still cringing from that, and so I get that. That's like a way. It's a crowd pleaser, and it's human. And there's been moments in my life when I ask myself why I'm not open to that. Why, like sometimes I look at other people looking at it. And, and, you know, like crying or enjoying it or just being open hearted. And I simply can't do it. Is D Wallace the mom in Close Encounters of the Third Kind? No. She seems very similar to that woman. Yeah. I can't remember her name, um, but that's not D Wallace. Okay. Okay. It's same, same basic facial. (laughs) Yeah. Blonde, blue eyed, giant eyed Mm -hmm. white woman. Elf quest face. Elf quest woman. Yeah. Elf quest lady. (laughs) Well, for me, it's just like my my mom has told me that as a child, 
I gravitated towards adults. So I think it's just something that's in my DNA, yeah. much like maybe elf DNA going yeah. by Joe's theory was in this kid that plays Jonathan Hart Jr. Mm -hmm. So I was having a bit of a hard time getting through the fact that at 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. the hearts were in bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So that that bugged me for one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. the fact that they let this child in who says, I'm Jonathan Hart Jr., and then no words are exchanged between Jonathan and Jennifer, which is such bullshit on Jonathan's part. <laughs> About <laughs> him they possibly just, being a father from his, like, yeah. yeah. Then they just give the kid to Max, which which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because one of our guesses for what, what was going to happen to the kid <laughs> in the last episode <laughs> was that Max was just going to get him drunk and give him cigars. Yeah, totally. Close. Yeah, yeah he almost so, gives yeah. him a, a mimosa or no, a Bloody Mary. <laughs> There's, I, I feel nervous for Max watching it now, where they're just, they're just like, Max, can you take care of it? And I'm like, that's like, no, who would think that that was actually a kid? I would think it was like the malevolent uh, ventriloquist dummy from the movie Magic, or <laughs> someone who's just bananas <laughs> and is a killer and uses like the sing song, whatever, like the crybaby killer voice. There's something not right about that, but mm -hmm. I guess you know the hearts. They're just they're they're trusting. You know they're they're not naive, but yeah. I I think they're trusting. Also, there's this moment where there's a lamp in their bedroom suddenly that I don't remember seeing prior to this. That's super awesome. Like a burnt orange gumball lamp. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I actually, cool. I caught that too. The, the thing that's... It features prominently in the uh, shot for some reason. Yeah. What struck me most about the scene where the kid, the child shows up at two, after 2 a.m. is that Jennifer Hart, like, does not want to wake up at all. She's like, so she's just like tired. I mean, and I get that, but like there's a child at your front gate, you would just wake up and <laughs> deal with that. I think. Um, um, I'm going to say as the voice of, uh, childless, yeah. Uh, yeah. heterosexual females. Nope. No, <laughs> I would think that would jolt you awake. <laughs> if, if a child, if I had an intercom and no cameras, uh, in my in my mansion, yeah. And the intercom said, "Hey, I'm a little kid at your door. It's two a.m." Yeah, I'd be like, no, "Call, that's not real. Call the cop or call our neighborhood security or whatever. Like, call, yeah. our, call that because, guy that drinks all our brandy. Yeah, over here, stats. Something yeah. is something bad's going down at the front gate. The purge is about to happen. Like that's not, that's that kid is a Trojan horse. Like that's no. immediately what I would think. <laughs> oh, I would just yeah. That's like a Manson. That's a Manson family. One hundred percent for we're, sure. Maybe right? we're finding that I have the strongest like mothering instinct out of this podcast because I, I would run to that gate yeah. and be like, "Why is there a child out here in the middle of the night? Like this is like there's going to be a murderer coming to kill this child." Immediately. If it was well, a dog, if there was a dog at the door at two a.m., I would get the yeah. fuck up and let the dog. Yeah, in. I would get mm -hmm. up for the dog. Mm -hmm. The other striking thing is that Jennifer Hart had shoulder pads in her nightgown, like <laughs> robe, and I was like, Whoa. "Because her robe is made by Nolan Miller." Oh. Who put shoulder pads in everything. Okay, cool. Yeah. I liked the robe. I love the mm -hmm. robe. Um, th this episode, for me, brought back some fashion elements mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I felt were, for, were missing on from the Jennifer. last couple of episodes. Jennifer. On, well, on Jennifer and on a couple of the men. Oh. Uh, oh. There were... The blue pants. The blue pants with the, with the squiggles on the butts. Uh, <laughs> with the, that was the first time that Jonathan's butt looked good. Oh, wow. 
and evil father. Look, I told you this episode is where it gets lit. Yeah, evil yeah. evil father wore the fuck out of those pants. Yes. He wore those pants. Finally a 70s butt that looks great. That was that was an A plus butt. Yeah. Yes. I mean <laughs> Jennifer's butt. Jennifer's butt and Connie, was that the real mom's name? Yeah. Connie. Yeah. Her, their butts were spectacular and always are, I think. Yeah. But like men's pants in the seventies we'd have an issue with. But this was like the good. Oh no, good he butt. just he he was wearing them. He was wearing them. <laughs> I'm sort of scared of the the malevolent dad, partly because every time, almost every time he appears for the first two thirds of the episode, there's sort of this atonal, ominous variation on the heart to heart theme that <laughs> plays. And also, um, like I said, in my ill fated five minute long, one minute description of the show <laughs> that he just shows up weirdly at the gate and mm-hmm. just smiles. Yeah. Um, and then and it doesn't go in. Not it's weird. Like, and both times it's like, why is he at the gate? <laughs> like there's really no explanation. I'm just like, that must just be where they put commercial because mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. What is he doing? Also, he's busy stealing the biggest cars in Los Angeles and following <laughs> everybody. Yes, yes. Yeah, but he's he's so incognito. He's like the master of disguise, I guess, because he like follows him right behind. behind. <laughs> except he's except he's wearing the same outfit, I think, for the entire episode. Yes. There are so many shots whenever they pull out of a parking space, he's there and the camera zooms yeah. in on him and he like looks ominously over at them. Yeah. It's like I mean I feel like other parents were worried about him at the zoo because he was so weird. But there's something about, if we can go back to fashion for a quick second, there's a moment when the Jonathan's telling Elfie, Zac Efron, <laughs> I, he's wearing a shirt that is confusing to me. I'm like, is it oil cloth? Oh, Is oh it God. leather? Yes. Is yeah. it, like, what is it? Like, Thank it's you. Just, it was velour. Mm-mm. Thank it's you got for like, bringing this up. It's, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen just Ellen's fell been over. shot. <laughs> it's the evil dad. It's Vince. <laughs> um, I wrote in my notes, Jonathan's weird ass oily linen silk safari shirt. No. Yes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fuck no. It's disgusting. It doesn't look good on him at all. For me, it's not even a no so much. It's just a question mark. Ooh, like, what is it? It's a hard no for me. Yeah. It was shiny and had epaulets and like, oh, okay. Him in the wrong parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And he's, he's like, I have to tell you something while the kid's holding freeway who looks, <laughs> who suddenly looks gigantic. Yes. I love that scene too, because the kid <laughs> freaks out at the end and run, and then he's like, no. And then runs away and holding just- freeway. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs away with the dog. Yeah. Like, are you going to steal that dog? But the proportions of that are like if I was holding a goat. Yes. <laughs> totally. Yes, no one who's listening knows how big I am. I'm five. I'm five feet tall. Now they do. Picture me. Picture me holding a goat, and not one of those. Not one of those cute little Nubian ones with the crazy eyes, but just like just like a straight up garbage eating goat, like an adult garbage eating goat. Like a long. That's what it looks like. Uh Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. (laughs) Or like I'm working during calving season. That's what it looks like. So, what did you guys think of this plan? I mean, I, I. I don't. So the plan: a strange father comes to comes to her in the park and says, "I need money." For some reason, she just feels obliged to give him money uh, yeah. d- because he's a criminal, I guess. Well, he does have a gun later, so I assume. 
but he just he just says like out of nowhere, hey, you're gonna you're gonna hustle Jonathan Hart using yeah. our child. You're gonna drop our child off at this stranger's house, and then you're gonna say like, hey, we fucked in the south of France, and I know the, where your scar is. <laughs> the half moon shaped scar. Yeah. But there's <laughs> we can talk about where we think the scar is later. I think that <laughs> the thing that's confusing to me is that it's not clear to me how because he's like there's been a, a robbery at a convenience store or something like that, right? And he's like, they're going to find an ID bracelet with your name and fingerprints oh, on it. Oh, that's right. Like, oh. That's right. And I was just thinking, like, did he steal her ID bracelet, like, 10 years ago when they broke up? Or did he make an ID bracelet with her name on it? Or did but he how did drive, he get her fingerprints on it? Did he drive into the hospital in a giant car and steal it from the <laughs> break room with no one noticing? Right. Because he's invisible her, when he's in a car. But so only her fingerprints are on it. I was not. I didn't think about that until you just said it just now. Yeah, I had forgotten about and that. And so he was blackmailing her and he mm-hmm. was saying, I will rob a convenience store and then drop your ID no, bracelet there. He did rob the convenience yeah. store. And he's like, all they need is enough to prove blah, blah. And then he's like, if they do that, then they're going to do all they need is to, to charge you. And then the kid's going to be a ward of the court. And she's all, <gasps> yeah, because oh, no. even even she says those charges won't stick. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. They'll take your kid. So mm-hmm. here's what you're going to do. Okay. You're going to drop your kid off at a stranger's house. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna, in the middle of the night, you're gonna give up your. You're gonna give night. up your kid, and she fully does give up that child by the end of the episode. Jennifer Hart works to get this child out of her house, which I love. Yes. She's like that yeah, child is because, not staying with us. Oh my god! Yeah, she's like, you know what? I was trying to be cool, and I said like, mm-hmm. I totally love you anyway. And nine years, like, not just so we're clear, like nine years is before the hearts had met before they were together. So mm-hmm. this is like, it's not a thing for her to be like, you cheated on me or whatever, but I don't think they make that very clear in the episode. But, you know, she's kind of trying to be cool. But then, you know what? Sometimes you're trying to be cool about how some bitch is all up in your shit trying to hoodwink your super rich husband and wrecking everything and you give the kid a mixing bowl of chocolate chip cookies and it's all <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. And then you're just sitting with your back to that person who comes to your house what seems late at night mm-hmm. and you're just trying to angrily fake read the New Yorker magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that moment. That was <laughs> She's just like pretending then, to read casually. <laughs> and then that bitch has the nerve to say, you must be Mrs. Hart. Yeah. 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 That's what? At least she didn't say like, are what? you the nanny? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. That was fucked up. Like, don't get it twisted. I'm trying to read the New Yorker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least she didn't try and call her Jennifer. That's all I'm saying. Like if she said, and you're Jennifer, true. Jennifer would have been like, Max hit this bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get yeah, her out but, of my house. And Max would. <laughs> oh, you would. But, but you can see like they, they totally go in on it early on, like post mixing bowl of chocolate chip cookies. Well, the mixing bowl of chocolate chip cookies, I realize that's not the point, but it's a starring uh, role for me. I, I, ha- I had a, what it, the hell is going on? Why do you guys have all these chocolate chip cookies? Maybe they were chips away. Because so, they're rich. And why, no, but they're why not. Did you like, they're not chips, they're not chips away. And why did you but, empty an entire <laughs> container into a mixing bowl? Mm-hmm. Probably for the same reason that you and I both <laughs> just said, those aren't chips ahoy. Really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, she didn't want them. but there's a moment. So, so <laughs> Uncle Max. Quest to think they were store bought. <laughs> right. Uncle Max begrudgingly takes the kid up to the guest room, right? Jonathan, mm-hmm. I don't remember what Jonathan does. He pieces out. And Jennifer's like, I'm just going to sit here for a second and I'll clean this up or whatever. Yeah. But what she's really saying is, hey, 
I think that I just got woken up in the middle of the night and now there's some kid that's claiming to be Jonathan's mm -hmm. and I have to process this mm -hmm. because I'm Jennifer Edwards I'm Jennifer Edwards heart. <laughs> and I just have to figure this out because children are not part of this equation Word. and I am feeling angry. I don't feel threatened because I'm Jennifer Edwards, <laughs> but what? And she totally just sits there in her, as Joe pointed out, shoulder padded white robe mm -hmm. over the matching uh, nightgown and she just sits there for a hot second and it's really good. It's That's a great moment. That, and then she's talking to Jonathan later and she's like, Do you remember when we got married, how we promised that life would be one adventure after the next? That's what we said. Well, I have a confession to make. I could do very well without this particular excitement. She yeah. basically says like, we agreed no kids. Yeah. And she yeah. says it mm -hmm. a couple of times. And one time, I, yeah. fucking, I wish I would have written it down. It was the funniest I cracked up. Jonathan Hart says something like, but would you willingly put this child in danger? And she doesn't answer the question. She, yes. she, she, she looks at him and goes, yes. Would you leave him if he was your child? She's a nurse, isn't she? <laughs> uh -huh. mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the fucking hospital and find this woman. Like I, right. I love that though. This episode solidified they don't want kids. Right. As wonderful as Jennifer was to the child, to his yeah. face, she was fine. She was cordial. <laughs> she was cordial she enough. Was, she was fine. She was delightful. I mean, I that's. I had friends yeah. whose parents didn't like me. Like they, they were not fans of the little black kid that would come over to their house, oh. <laughs> uh, and they would be nowhere near as kind as Jennifer Hart yeah. was to this kid that Ugh. she absolutely wanted out of her beautiful home. Yes. Yeah. She did not have time for it. And so I'm, we're like, Jennifer Hart is back a hundred percent in this episode because mm -hmm. that woman, when the police comes to like track the guy, the, the ransomers Aww. phone call, Jennifer is like, is like confronts Connie yep. and is like, totally. you, I don't trust yeah. you. Tell us the full fucking story. You're right. obviously you know. lying. You yeah. Know. You yeah. know what's going on. And like, it's like, fuck yes. Jennifer Hart is back. Like this is the Jennifer Hart that you, we want and we know who she is. Mm -hmm. Hit Jennifer Hart was just, it was hit Jennifer Hart where she just was like, like floating through it. She and it was, was like, recovering for, from some sort of from a like, writer's retreat. <laughs> like, like some sort of malaria disease that she got in the bush in, in, Africa. The bush in Africa. She was yes. recovering from that. The writer's conference was a big step for her and yeah. she wasn't supposed to take that step that early, right. but she did. Well, her, her cognitive abilities. Yes, she had been hypnotized previously by a hundreds of years <laughs> old Ruby. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> like I how? don't, I don't think that old. it's a spoiler for me to say to you, you know, Jennifer is, is human, mm -hmm. a fictitious human created <laughs> for this show. But you guys, I feel like you'd best be prepared for more hypnosis. And there's just going to be um, a push and pull. There's going to be a, a give and take between the characters. And, you know, somebody's always, almost always going to have a psychotic obsessive or an identical person yeah. or... I'm just saying, like, you know, be be ready. I just say that out of love. Like, be ready. Yeah, um, you do need, like, one person to go along with the plot of the episode and then one person to be suspicious. Like, you can't have them both be suspicious all the time. Hey, man, even Dana Scully was kidnapped every other episode. Like, mm -hmm. this th shit happens to our favorites all the time. I'm yeah. ready for mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. As I long mean, as we get episodes like this where she 
is like, uh-uh. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing to the beautiful life that I have meticulously put together mm-hmm. with yeah. with you specifically, Jonathan, mm-hmm. and right. our manservant. Why is, why is <laughs> this elf here? Why is this elf here? Why is this elf here? Get, get this little piece of shit out of my house. Yeah. Okay. Also, this episode was when my Max patience like snapped for some reason. <gasps> and in not patience. What? No, no. I love Max. But in whoa 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 <laughs> yeah, whoa um, like let, let I, him <laughs> let him finish in my uh, head before we before we murder him I know I want to know why we're murdering him in my head okay. on this episode I was like what the fuck is Max like what is he he is like constantly just in a kimono in their kitchen <laughs> making himself bloody marys I want to know. What is he hired to do? Is he hired or is he just a friend or like what? He's like their sidekick, but he is their roommate also. Maybe their lover sometimes. I feel like these like, are things that we. Why must it be binary? I guess, but I I'm think just these like, are things that we will we will come to know and understand. Yeah. Later on. Okay. I also love Max when they're like, they're like, "Can you take care of the the Elf Quest child?" And he's like, <laughs> no. he was nah. like what am I supposed to do with him? And they're like, whatever you would want to do when you were a child. He was like, I was never a child. Yes. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. And it's like, absolutely amazing. I fully Uh, believe you. I I believe believe him 100%. And I believe that actor was never a child. But do you remember when, from the, what the scene that Joe was referencing just now where he, they're like, Oh, I was never a child. And like, well, what did your dad do before you went to bed? He's like, we played craps. (laughs) That's right. Right? And so it's just hilariously whatever that is. But Mm. Max is not like a Jonathan and Jennifer thing. Max works for Jonathan before he and Jennifer meet. Was anyone else as disturbed as I was that Connie named her son Jonathan as if this was just coming down the pike? Yeah. yeah, like she's like that man with the weird scar next to his genitals uh, really inspired sh- me. All right, let's talk about Connie. Let's talk about explain. Connie. So Connie is Connie is the the worst mom on earth who who just <laughs> throws her child away to get her deadbeat ex some money. She's a nurse. She assisted in a surgery that Jonathan Hart had. Mm-hmm. Right, when which he is just how, right when he came back from the south of France. Yes, when he came back from the south of France, which I was like, D Day. Yeah. No. <laughs> he no. Jonathan was in Korea, okay? I guess that that doesn't that doesn't mean he couldn't have been in well, Just you like know, Don he'd Draper. be very very old. But um he was never. He said the South of France thing to catch her in the lie. Well, just the the ploy is that she she was a hookup that he didn't remember. How would you ever think that that would work? Like she said, <laughs> she's she's hooked assuming, up nine years ago. She's assuming that he's a playboy, right? So right. he wouldn't necessarily remember all the people that he's fucked. But huh. the for nine years, she has just held on to this information. She has told. Her deadbeat ex about this, like she's told him about this. I did. I I did a surgery, surgery and that guy had a half moon shaped scar. So this is pre HIPAA laws. Wait, did we say? (laughs) I I named my child after him. For the listeners, we I don't think we've said yet. The way she proves that she knows that she hooked up with Jonathan is she says you have a half moon shaped scar on your body, Mm -hmm. and Jennifer's like, yeah, oh yeah, he does. 
like, yeah, she says that is personal. So that's how <laughs> she proves that she hooked up with him because it's like, some, where is that scar? <laughs> 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 I imagine it cresting just over his penis. Like the half moon goes, it's like yeah. half his penis was cut off. <laughs> I, I imagine that it like carves into his pubic hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, where do you think it is? I Around his I butthole? Would, <laughs> <laughs> I would think like, Inner thigh for some reason would okay. be my, my I thought first. butt at first. I thought it was like, that's a, a butt thing. Mm-hmm. But surgery scar, I'm going to assume that it was like groin. Mm-hmm. How did I, I this plan? It's, I just can't with this fucking plan. Well, they didn't give the, the, they didn't give elf quests long enough in the house to like fully ingratiate himself into their lives. No, what, was he there for like a night? Yeah, like one night. Also, the kid is fully unaware of the plan. Yeah, which also yeah. kind of pissed me off because he's the old kid enough was, to like be like, "What the fuck's going on?" Well, the kid was too like totally cool with being dropped off. Yeah, like the and kid living is with on these ludes. other people that he's never met. He's like drugged or something. The way he like fake shaves with Jonathan, like <laughs> he's on poppers. He's on something. Yeah, he's on poppers. <laughs> oh God! I feel like the the confusing part for me is like, wait. So the kid clearly, the kid's name is Jonathan. Yes. But the kid also is basically like he, when he comes all creeping to their gate, like at two in the morning, he's all, I'm Jonathan Hart Jr. And it's like, wait a second. Yeah. He has to be in on it. She named her kid Jonathan Hart Jr. (laughs) So she must've been telling him. The name on the birth certificate is not like son of Vince. (laughs) Right. Right, like in Jonathan. Iceland, it's not it's not like Vince's daughter or whatever. Yeah. Like it's it's Jonathan Hart Jr. And so it's like, wait, would this have been a better episode if it if it ended with kind of a bleak, <laughs> like like noir ending where where the where Connie is actually like a visible monster and and is like, look, kid, you're gonna go up there and you're gonna say you're Jonathan Hart Jr. and we're gonna get your dad some money so he gets off my back, and uh, mm. then at the end. He, for some reason, is forced to go back with her, and it's very sad for the hearts because they're like, "Ugh, we don't want no kids, but we don't want this kid to go back with her." Mm. Instead, it's like, like, "Nope, we got rid of the kid. We got him back with his mom." They really feel like they have accomplished something by giving this child back to the woman. I know, and she that f- threw him away. She fully abandoned that child. She was ready to live the rest of her life. She just went back to work. Totally. And she was like, I'm now, I am childless now. Mm-hmm. But for this plan to work, she would have had to train the child from birth, basically, to say, Jonathan Hart is your father. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the only way this plan worked. That kid would have been old enough to be like, wait a minute, something's going on. This is weird. And they they give the kid the chance to say, like, I know you're not my dad because because someone as good as great as you guys wouldn't abandon me. Or wouldn't, right. have, wouldn't have waited so long to see me. Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, when he's talking to Jonathan. Right, because they're so neat. Mm-hmm. They're so neat. <laughs> when he runs away with Freeway, to, he steals the dog. Um, you got, So the the ransom is $200,000 is what they asked for to get the kid yep. back. Do you guys, I mean, do you want to guess what that would be with inflation? I mean, that's kind of a lame guess. but uh, I, I would it assume it was uh, $9 million. Oh man, no! <laughs> you have very limited understanding of inflation. <laughs> uh, forty dollars. Yeah, forty dollars. No, <laughs> Ellen. Any guesses? Uh, Two hundred thousand dollars in nineteen seventy nine, adjusted for inflation. Today, today's value. Mm-hmm. Um, 
$1.3 million. Closer than $9 million. It's no. $713,000. You could buy one house. You could almost buy a house in LA for that. <laughs> but in 1979, you could buy several houses. You could buy several houses in LA, maybe. Yeah, probably. And just live in the city where you're being hunted by the police for kidnapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know there's I, a moment when... <laughs> sorry. There's, no. a, there's a moment when they're like, what about Connie? And then Jennifer's like, she skipped town. And it's like, so then you give up? Like, she's in America. Like, if she's in another city, who gives a fuck? Like, you still find this child's mother. <laughs> she skipped town. And it's like, that's the end of that? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> It is to me. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to say about whether Connie's a good or a bad mom. I just don't (laughs) even care. (laughs) I can't help but think about, I've seen too much fucking, too many documentaries and too much 2020, like too much frontline and 60 minutes to, to think about like a child who is abandoned no matter whether they're abandoned with a wealthy family or, or anybody is going to be traumatized yeah. and isn't going to be adorable. Like right. it's not going to pretend to shave Wait. next to you. And yeah, <laughs> I'm the only adopted person here, right? Yeah. I didn't yes. know you were adopted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Joe. I'm sorry. Eric already knows this, <laughs> but I'm Jonathan Hart jr. You are. <laughs> Ellen Hart Jr. Jonathan. <laughs> You're Jennifer Hart, Hart Jr. How old were you when you were adopted? I thought until about two years ago that I was adopted at birth. <laughs> oh, wow. But I wasn't. I wasn't. When, so when were you adopted? Um, six months. Oh, okay. Wow. Do, do you know your uh, biological parents? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, I didn't know this. I'm, I'm do, fine. do you care to? I'm <laughs> yeah, fine. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever, um, like, what if they're the hearts? <laughs> yeah, what if this is the opposite of <laughs> Jonathan Hart Jr.? You are Jonathan Hart Jr. <laughs> yeah, you, my, Je- my Jennifer was like, look, look, Ellen, I'm sorry. Our plan didn't include children, as you have seen from yeah. five seasons and eight movies. But in real life, it would be I like, mean, your dad would be Donald Trump, and it would be disgusting. It would be something really <gasps> gross. Holy that, shit! Take that back. Well, okay. Oh like, my god! Are there wow. real world? Well, who are the are real you world? That? No, yeah, um, I'm calling you blonde headed. I'm calling you onion haired. <laughs> I do know um, that my birth mother, um, actually, much like Eric, you're speculating that Jennifer Edwards Hart would do. She had you know, gone to school and gotten a master's degree and with everything uh, in place to have a job as a professional. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I know that's, that's, she was like, this, this doesn't work for me. Like I did all this and I can't do both. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, that's cool. Oh, when did you find out you were adopted? I don't remember ever not knowing that I was adopted. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That I to me that sounds that sounds way like better the than the ideal like, situation. Yeah. <laughs> your, your parents being like one day like mm, by the way, <laughs> it's, I mean it's different from my my mom just constantly saying you're adopted every time I was bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one didn't work in our house. Yeah. Um. Although my brother periodically would be like, 
I'm going to go find my real parents. And my dad would be like, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. (laughs) That's cool. Every time I talk to my mom, when I call my parents, I talk to my mom on the phone and then she goes, well, let me let you talk to your father. He's not your real father. Your real father's in prison. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) To this day, to this day, that's the family. I love that. That's so funny. Except you look so much like your dad. I look exactly. Just ask my mom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, is your brother the same biological no. parents? Oh, different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So total adoption family. That's mm-hmm. cool. Wow. It's but so Jonathan Hart Jr. Mm-hmm. ElfQuest. <laughs> ElfQuest. Yeah. I mean, like Connie is not a great mom, but I think it's partly because the episode doesn't focus on her being fearful that the court's going to take away her kid because that's Vince's leverage with her, right? But I think also I'm kind of distracted where I'm like, why is she with Vince? I mean, I know you guys think he looks really good in those pants or whatever, but that guy is, to me, he's almost like an albino rectangle. Like he, (laughs) I'm just like, I just can't even do that one. And so I'm just kind of like, why is Dee Wallace with Vince? um, I want to talk about (laughs) being the expectant virgin now, my Mm. rewrite would be, so from the very, very, very beginning of the episode, we see Vince's legs with like this (laughs) ominous horror music. He just is clearly the bad guy. So not watching a lot of TV from the seventies, like you can't have this ominous music come in with the bad guy and then him be bad the whole time. My rewrite for the episode would be that Connie Mm. was actually in charge the whole time. And she was the evil, like she was the master planner of the plot, but Mm. acting like innocent. And then her Mm. and Jennifer Hart would have a, brawl at the end of the episode oh, fuck which would like, be yes. like a, a dynasty style yes. fight oh, swimming pool yeah. that because would be so good it kind of goes the opposite where jennifer there's like a really there is a good touching moment of jennifer approaching her at work and being like hey let's talk as women like blah 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 blah, blah, blah whatever they say <laughs> it was kind of boring <laughs> it was it was women talk fun. what did you say like, did you say like, let's let's talk as women walk a walk a walk blah blah blah, 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 blah. Period. vagina blah, vagina blah, blah. vagina <laughs> Clitoris. Majora, menorah, you know what I mean? Let's talk as women. My boobs are so tender. (laughs) (laughs) Lipstick. (laughs) Joe, I feel like (laughs) your rewrite thing. (laughs) Is anti woman? (laughs) No. Let's talk as women. to do like a casting call for the table reads because you know i'm not a professional Mm -hmm. anything (laughs) but i really want to be part of the contemporary updated uh table reads for your rewrites okay but i think is a a whole nother topic you have to play vince (laughs) (laughs) you're the albino rectangle (laughs) (laughs) i'm comfortable with that um is it time for 
pick your poke. Blah <laughs> 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 blah blah blah. Or is it still time for women talk? <laughs> <laughs> and now women talk. Periods. Periods. All right. So I'll I'll just go. Ugh. I okay. I feel terrible about this. <laughs> I feel really terrible about Why? this. It's sex. Why? Because yeah. I the, I have brought this up with people before <laughs> when talking about TV shows. For some reason, and I always tend to be attracted to the heel in a show, in a television show, particularly a series, and it's usually or a villain, like oh, but it's usually because the the villain, the villain or the heel, is portrayed as slightly overweight, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, a little like kind of cloudy faced, (laughs) (laughs) cloudy faced, like just kind of soft. Vince is of a certain thick. He's he's of a certain thickness. <laughs> he looks good he in is, those pants. The, I'm sorry, man. When he was descending that ladder uh, in the kidnapping when, in the ransom scene, Stop when he was descending that ladder, I was just like, "That is a plus." Like, yeah. the, the, I want to put my face all up in that ass. It was so, and there were so many shots of his crotch, mm-hmm. like it was a crotch heavy Camel. episode, and that, that you know he was <laughs> he was knucking, he was knucking out, yeah, and it was like I'm like yeah let's let's go yeah let's see what's up Vinny yeah so yeah mine was gonna be given away because I the first note on my notes document is I picked my poke like 20 seconds into the episode when he shows up I was like damn and I was so refreshed throughout the episode I really was like finally a man that's worthy of a poke like because the other ones have been like scraping the bottom of the poke barrel but also I will say he tied oh no with no do you know who it is the cop yeah Harry Uh. Harry. What? Yes. What? He was so handsome. Because of the suit? Um, oh. The cop. I don't know. It was his face. There. Okay, so. <laughs> he has kind of a, okay, okay. This yeah. is like where. The the, he has kind of face. a Gallic face. There's. Right? Like a. I don't know. Depardieu vibe going on. Yeah. So, I don't know about that. I, I felt like he. I don't know. He looked like a cop. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, he wasn't he really also, a cop. I can see how you would think that, but no, he was very attractive. No, I thought, some, like he was like one step too far in in my my doughy, <laughs> oh. my doughy realm of cine, wow. of cinnabuns. He was like one step too far. Like <laughs> yeah. he he didn't have wow. the dri- he didn't have the drizzle. Like there was something missing from just from this the world. dough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Anyways, Ellen, <laughs> I just am usually not uh, vibing with the cops. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like I'm I might be breaking the rules for this installment of pick your poke. <laughs> um I'm going to explore objectophilia. I'm exploring object sexuality. Ooh. No, and it's the, the bluish purple blouse that Jennifer wears when she goes to find Connie at all the hospitals. Ooh, I was going to yeah. say. Underneath. And a, clo- a close second to that. I mean, I'll say, like, I always have objectophilia for the yellow Mercedes. 
both the convertible oh. and oh, the that car wagon. looked really good for in this heart episode. two. But for heart two, yeah. But um, Connie's dress that she wears to go meet at the giraffes at three. <laughs> also, ooh yeah, that was so good. for me that. But primarily Jennifer's blouse is the oh, the thing that made me feel like a little tingle. I was like, yeah, I want that blouse. That I really wanted to talk about yeah her her beige like is a skirt suit actually something you can say <laughs> is that a real yeah because that's what it is right and she has high like beige high heels too underneath mm-hmm. that is the blouse and that whole outfit was incredible and astounding and mm-hmm. I loved it yeah yeah. And it was her like I'm getting this child out of my fucking house outfit. Like, yeah, she was like <laughs> going to business. She's like, business. Yeah, she's like I'm gonna screech into every single parking lot of every single weird, not real hospital in Los Angeles, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, run up to nurses in that them. incredibly flattering, vibrant blouse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, until I find Connie, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna set Connie straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and get her out of my face because she's ruining <laughs> everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there, there's a couple of things I want to bring up before ratings, and I, I'm sure that we all will have something to say about these. Is it um, Ellen's sexual position with the blouse? <laughs> no, I already know what that is. Oh, okay. uh, it's, we are, we it's, all ev- know. it's evident by how she's wearing that Hall & Oates t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wink. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk. I want to talk about, okay, my, my assertion that Jonathan Hart Jr. is a, is a gay kid is, <laughs> uh, began with his literal like checking out of Jonathan Hart when he's in a towel continued during the ransom scene when uh he <laughs> suddenly yells out I'm not crying dad I'm not crying dad <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah which is you know that gay kids are are frequently <laughs> that was, conditioned to hide their emotions. It was toxic and, <laughs> masculinity in like one line. Yeah, it was really. But and and I actually when that happened, I thought in a better show that would have been effective. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, but it, but it didn't work. Uh, but in here's a better episode. Th- thank you. That, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Uh, the scene at the zoo when. Connie is coming to get her son back. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Jonathan is Jonathan Jr. is looking at some animal uh, against a fence. And then he just gets up to wander away. And the first thing he looks at is a butt sticking straight out to the camera in blue <laughs> jeans with a white squiggle on the <laughs> on uh-huh. the back pockets which uh, turns out to be Jonathan an Hart. Australian cowboy correct mm-hmm. he checks that out then looks over to <gasps> the men's room mm-hmm. <laughs> and they show Stop. the men's room and then they cut back to little Jonathan Jr. Just called and he, Elfquest. he nods his head like yeah that's what I want yes <laughs> And then heads off to the men's. And room. there's a man going in when he looks <laughs> yes. at it too. It was such a like. <laughs> it's a very strange little moment. Well, so I said congratulations because when uh, Connie shows up at the zoo, she's like, "Oh, whatever, I'm here to see my son." And Jennifer goes, "Congratulations." <laughs> she does. Yeah. It's super oh, weird. Jennifer, I didn't notice that. Wow. Lady. that's another great like trick or treat line for yeah, Jennifer. She's, yeah, congratulations. You can't fuck with Jennifer. Yeah. Congratulations, you showed up yeah. for your son for once in his she's life. Like congratulations, I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't understand. Like, wait, what's the plan now? You guys are just gonna drive away and act like none of this ever happened, yeah. or like they're, they're done with that bitch. And <laughs> yeah. also, th- yeah. and the child on Elf Quest as well. So ratings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ratings. Uh, this episode was super fun. Again, I'm just dying to watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. Compared to, uh, like, I don't want to do. I don't want to constantly compare it to the previous episodes, but I think we're early enough that I think it's a safe bet to compare to what we've already seen. This is a four heart episode Ooh. for me. Mm. What'd you give the last one? Do you remember? I think I gave it four because uh, Freeway wasn't in it. Right. But Freeway was in this one, mm. <laughs> being Freeway stolen by a child. Being stolen by Elfquest, yeah. though. And Freeway and Max, I believe, I mean, I don't know this for a mathematical fact, but my memory of it is that Freeway and Max feature prominently in at least three to five episodes per season. Okay, good. I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to do a half. I'm going to do three and a half, and it would have been four, but the one opportunity I feel like they missed is that Jonathan (laughs) fights the guy... (laughs) The evil dad. What's his name? Vince. Vince. In a zoo, and they don't fall in a fucking lion pit. They fall. Oh, that's right. What mm-hmm. I thought was he like tackles him. They like chase each other into this brush area, and then Jonathan <laughs> tackles Vince, and they roll into this area. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna be in a lion den. This is great. This is so amazing. And they were like in the parking lot next to the zoo, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what a fucking waste of an opportunity that was. There was some real good pants acting in that scene though yeah <laughs> vince was was really showing off how well those pants fit oh he like ends up jonathan punches him and he ends up like sprawled like Sp- spread, yeah, spread eagle, eagle just, like, with a with shirt his ripped open it's just like oh nu- take just me knucking out with a a plus booty I- yeah totally yeah he was it was great it looked great long live um, daddy vince but i would have been it would have been a four star <gasps> episode or four heart episode if not if they had fallen into some kind of animal enclosure because they teased us with that zoo the whole episode and you're waiting for it. You're right. You're 100% right. They just like didn't have the budget. I mean, it could have just been like some green screen footage or like stock footage of a lion like swiping at the camera and Jonathan being like, whoa. And then I would have been happy with that. You know, I would have been like, that's amazing. But I mean, it would, I guess it would have complicated things too much. Or if ElfQuest just got eaten by a lion at the end, I would have, that would have been a five heart episode. If Elf, <laughs> if, if that little fucker died in the episode, yeah. five heart, like five seven, hearts, hearts, seven I, hearts. I don't know. Like I, I don't, we may have to discontinue the podcast if that would have happened. Yeah. And I didn't think, I didn't hate him as much as I thought I was going to as a child. Like this is the first child that's been in heart to heart. I think, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't hate him as much as I thought. I was expecting a younger child, I think. Yeah, when, me too. I was mm-hmm. expecting like a five-year-old. Like a precocious five-year-old yes. who was, you know, breaking things. Yeah. And, and, you know, being like, whoopsie. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. <laughs> and, instead, it was like they, they really tried for like an emotional, yeah. like abandoned child scenario. Yeah. But it, you're the, as Ellen pointed out that shaving scene is abominable it's awkward it's like what they could think of to like endear him to jonathan but, and it was not yeah well that scene out. was only saved by the look on his face when he looked at jonathan naked i'll say like hearts off too for the scenes like max reading him robin hood as much as i love max that scene <laughs> all the scenes with the child were boring as hell for me and then they end on a freeze frame too like after jonathan gives him a high five or something it's this very awkward <laughs> freeze frame and i was like no Ugh. 
half heart off should, for that. I should give a half heart off for the face touching at the end. Ugh, God, ew. But I'm not going to. Okay. I'm, I'm sticking to four. Yeah, I'm three and a half. Well, I feel like after Joe uh, said that about real life children, I sort of feel like a piece of shit, right? Um, <laughs> but I, you know, I like children once I can discern a personality. And, uh, you know, my stance on children is simply that I have not desired children of my own. And so I reserve the right to uh, pick and choose amongst all the other children in the universe, whether they're represented in media from 1979 or in my face with the 8 million people I know that have children. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't very many children that I know personally in my life created from the loins of people that I do care about <laughs> that I dislike. It's just mostly like, I just can't get down with the children on TV shows thing if this show is about adults. Yep. I'm just not interested in that unless it's like Damien. And even that's like a little old. It's a little unifaceted. Because I dislike the cutesiness of the storyline in the scenes with the child, I have to give it a three and a half. Mm. Um, there's so many things that I do appreciate about it that I do love that I think speak to the series, but I just think it was too soon for me to have that little heartstring bullshit thing. I think that Dee Wallace is so lovely and she's kind of wasted. I don't like the albino rectangle guy in a sexual way, so that doesn't captivate me. <laughs> well, I think that the the episode deals as realistically as the heart to heart episode can deal with. Jennifer responding to the fact that some bitch sends her kids to their kid to their house and pretends that it's Jonathan's mm-hmm. kid, and I, he's all and uh, he's all like, "I'm compassionate." Mm-hmm. I love Jennifer. That's what I love most about the episode is Jennifer's reaction to the situation. Yeah. And how she's like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. This is not what I'm doing. I don't want this at all. You're fucking up my life. No one no one fake reads the New Yorker in that weird vertically (laughs) striped blouse better than Jennifer. Yes. Oh my God. Her angry New Yorker page straightening. That puts us at 11 hearts for this episode, Ooh. which is a, a guaranteed heart attack. Heart attack. Uh, oh, great. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. It is good. Well, Ellen, uh, what are we watching next week? Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> so, originally airing on October 13th, 1979, up next we have Death in the Slow Lane. <laughs> in which the hearts become involved in the world of espionage when Jonathan purchases an antique car for Jennifer. A mysterious jet-setting couple will stop at nothing to acquire the classic auto. Ooh, Ooh. I love it already. That sounds awesome. Well, that'll be next week. (laughs) And uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, at ItWasMurderPod. Like and subscribe and review uh, to the podcast, uh, not like and subscribe. If you I'm sorry. Just five stars. Review yeah, us. review us five stars on iTunes. Uh, listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us wherever the fuck you listen to podcasts. If you don't give us five stars. I'm sending a child to your house. Yeah, we will send children Gross. to your house. I'm gonna send a child to your house. Twelve hours later, I'm gonna abduct the child and then try to ransom you for the child. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening, and um, we'll we'll talk to you again. Thanks, soon. guys. And of course, to our to our favorite, our dark character, Night Freeway. Night Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Boof, boof. <laughs> waka waka. Yeah, that's waka it. Waka waka. Um, <laughs> oh god. Women talk. <laughs>
Uh, I hate that like gay man being sexist thing that I've tried to avoid for so long, but that joke was like. I feel that I was the most sexist in that conversation. <laughs> okay, okay, good. <laughs> and I also invoked Fozzie Bear, which is. Wagga wagga. <laughs>